folks, welcome back once again to the Anthony Gordon Show. I think that uh, the listeners today are in for a treat because as I was reading through the journey of our very special guest, Lisa Coleman Wang, I realized that there's a lot about, Lisa, about your journey that dovetails with the premise of the Anthony Gordon Show. And just in 60 seconds, so to sort of set the tone, make you feel comfortable, is that I would say about 19 months ago, right about that time, a few folks that I had done a lot of um, public speaking um, and had done some shows with, uh, you know, suggested that there are not many folks out there that are prepared to be very authentic, very sincere, um, talk about vulnerabilities, talk about challenges, and talk about certain sort of ways they've dug deep and come up with tools to surmount those challenges. And I think that your story is so much uh, personifies that. So just for our listeners, um, Lisa's a former Olympic level, USA national champion, Hall of Fame gymnast. Um, she managed to do something that as someone who's around a lot of professional uh, athletes, I can say uh, with confidence, she managed to do something that a lot of athletes uh, or most athletes don't do, and that's parlay that um, sort of out of her gymnastics arena into being a very successful entrepreneur. Um, she had a very successful exit in her last company. She works in uh, 2019. Um, you know, tremendous uh, list of um, accolades. Forbes 30 under 30, um, Red, uh, Red Bull Hero of the Year. Um, in many ways, we hail from rival schools. Lisa's from Yale, myself from Harvard, but we're definitely kindred spirits. Lisa, I think the best thing just to set the tone for our listeners is, can you give us a little bit of a context of um, sort of your, your journey through reaching the highest sort of, really the highest levels of success in the world of gymnastics? And it sounds like as you ascended up the ladder, uh, as you got to the final rung, there seemed to be a feeling of maybe, maybe this isn't enough. And I guess the, the enoughness podcast speaks to that. So I think that's a, a terrific way for, for us to introduce you to our listeners and to introduce uh, yourself as well. Thank you so much. I am excited to be here today. And I have certainly learned a lot of lessons from my experience as a elite gymnast and now as a serial entrepreneur and angel investor. Um, to the point of success, I think that many people continue to want things and achieve and desire external success or external measures of success thinking that that's going to bring them happiness or fulfillment mm -hmm. or self-worth um, and never question, never take the time to actually question, is this what I really want? Is this what's actually yep. going to bring yep. me the life that I want and desire? And I had started that conversation with myself at a unusually young age at, mm -hmm. um, and it was, it was started by the, um, in, in my, my eyes at that point, at the age of 18, a really devastating wow. moment, um, when I mm -hmm. missed the Olympic games by 0 0.25 tenths of a point, And I had dreamed of that oh, for wow. over 10 years. And, um, yeah. that experience, 
when you are, when you have so much pressure and so many expectations from yeah. not only yourself, but your uh, country, your judges, your coaches, your parents, your family, everything. Right. And you're not only disappointing yourself, you feel like you're disappointing everyone else. It's a massive failure. And sure, um, sure. there's always two choices when you fail or when you face tragedy or pain. And that's, you either choose to become a victim and blame other people. You blame the external world, or you find something within yourself that says, here's an opportunity to turn pain into power. And so someone once told me a few years after the, um, you know, that, that moment where I missed the Olympic games and they said, well, do you realize that it was such a blessing for you to fail so publicly early on because you had that opportunity (laughs) to really try to grapple with your identity and noticing that, you know, what, who are you if you aren't this conception of yourself as an elite gymnast. And so this fundamental philosophical question, who am I? What do I want? Um, Those things have driven me for a really long time. And I think so many people go through life not asking those fundamental questions. And so they feel lost. They feel purposeless. Um, But I I can say now, you know, at the age of um, I'm 32 now, and I have a very Mm -hmm. clear sense of who I am as a woman, as a human being, as a leader, and what I want in terms of the type of life I want to create and the types of people I want to be around. And um, that brings me a sense of clarity clarity, purpose, and power that um, is all internal. Uh, and that yep. enoughness, like finally that enoughness, because I've completely detached my self-worth and my mm-hmm. value uh, from the external metrics of success. You know, what's amazing, Lisa, is I could close my eyes and this is the script literally. <laughs> and so much of what you're saying not only resonates, but it's very much part of um, the message that I want to impart. It's very interesting. We did a we did an interesting experiment recently where sort of a networking event and step number one is just introduce each other, you know, just introduce folks. It was unbelievable, Lisa. People, and I was sort of the fly on the wall. People were saying, hi, uh, my name's uh, Denise. I'm a therapist or I'm John. I'm a doctor. You know, that's their identity. And it's not, that's not their vocation. That's who they are. And it's, it's amazing that, for, so first it's amazing that you can perceive such a public disappointment as a blessing, which is, uh, it's an amazing thing. It speaks volumes of, of, of you. So here's what, what I want, where I, I, I want to go, because I think we're living in the world of social media. We're living in a world of the digital media. And so many millennials and a lot of the folks that I speak to, their entire self-worth is defined by responses to likes is responses to um and and in many in many cases their self-worth is synonymous with their net worth what's your advice to and i think the large the large cohorts of our listeners are in that demographic is how do how do they how do folks take the lessons that from you separate the externals the external achievements from the essence of who Lisa Wang is, and in the case of our listeners, who are going through lives of quiet desperation, and it's very existential. No one can give you the love that you desire if it's missing in yourself. And that is a 
fundamental lesson that I think people need to realize is that mm-hmm. uh, everything begins and ends with yourself. And that means that there are only certain things that you can give yourself that you control. And I am very satisfied with the understanding that yep. what I control is my thoughts, my intentions, yep. my actions, my emotions, and nothing mm-hmm. else in the world is in my control. Absolutely nothing else, Amazing. nothing external. I can't control if you like me. I can't control if the stock market yep. goes up or down. I can't control mm-hmm. if this person's driving slow or fast. To try and stress about that and to feel anxious about that is a waste of your own precious time, energy, and life. Um, And I hope those words ring true for people because um, sometimes it's these really, really basic things that people need to be reminded of. And the only way, though, that you can really root yourself in that power is if you genuinely believe that you have everything it takes already. You have all the love in the world mm-hmm. um, within you yeah. because you you can't chase that validation from a parent, a partner, yep. uh, you know, girlfriend, yep. boyfriend, your boss. Um, you sure. can't control what they do, but you can control yep. how you feel about it. Beautifully put. I, I It reminds me of a quote in um i'm not sure which in the sequence of the rocky movies where Sylvester son is speaking to his son and basically to paraphrase he you know he said that it's not about it's not about the uh, life hitting you or the curveballs that come at you it's the way you respond when the inevitable vicissitudes of life come your way and it's just to review because i think this is a very important message and i want our listeners to hear it's number one the sense of self happiness identity has to be has to be a internal journey and it can't be something that's pegged on externalities and the second thing which i think which you said is amazing is your identity at least from what i i understood and what, what i've read is that was so much as a leading gym, gymnast and then 0.25 tenths of a point boom <laughs> you you have to really reevaluate who you know who is lisa carmen wang and it's yeah. it's, a, it's an amazing thing be, because you could have crumbled and said you could have started throwing pity parties become the victim yeah. and you've you, you've really uh it's what you what you're doing and saying i think is a tremendous role model to a lot of folks because everyone at some point in their life the, the feces is going to hit the fan hmm. um yeah and the this idea of pity party. I mean, it's, it's enticing for people to throw pity parties and to complain and to blame. Um, And that is actually the, the weak path. It really is. It doesn't show your strength of character. Um, What I had said to myself back then, and what really propped me up is, was another identity label that I'd given to myself that actually was really powerful because I genuinely believed that I was a winner. Um, I, having worked so hard to win gold medals, to get straight A's, you know, it wasn't just a, just a delusional belief. It was, I had put in the work and the labor and the, the love and the hours. 
so much so that I believed I had the capacity to work hard and that if you work hard enough, you deserve things. And um, I believed that I was a winner. And so even when that really difficult moment came, at the end of the day, I said, I'm not a loser. I'm not a quitter. I am a winner. And what do winners do? Uh, they they keep going forward. They keep growing. They turn every person. moment of pain into power opportunities to grow. And I'm only 18. I have so much life ahead of me. This cannot be the Amazing. peak of my life. Um, and so I always want to be in a place where the best is always right in front of me and ahead of me, not behind me. And w when this happened, did you did you have a, um, a support system, Lisa? Did you feel that it's very difficult to go through the toughest tests in life alone? So you're 18, high profile, the drum roll, everyone's expecting Lisa's going for gold. The, who was there? Net was there? Was, you know, were there folks that were, were just reminded you of your intrinsics uh, and your intrinsic good? I mean, at the end of the day, what I am privileged to have are two parents who have given me unconditional love, and that yep. can't be underestimated because I know not everyone is sure. fortunate to have that. Um, they they were very strict, um, so yeah. I, I didn't necessarily get the. Uh, the verbal affirmation that I wanted growing up, uh, but, but I knew that it came from a place of love. And yep. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I also really highly valued academics. And so I sure. had um, Yale university waiting for me. And so I, you know, yeah, it wasn't mm -hmm. like I had put every, all of my eggs in the one gymnastics basket and didn't cultivate my mind or intellectual interests. I was an avid reader. And so I think having that available to me of saying, you know, this, this next path is already set for me. Yeah. And uh, it is also a winning path. It's different. It's no longer Amazing. physical, but that I think is um, really important and why I always stress the importance of educating yourself, being informed and showing up, asking mm -hmm. hard questions um, because education is what lifts people out of um you know oh. any sort of crisis mm -hmm. i guess the corollary to a lot of what we are uh, are talking about is i did a little bit of research before thanksgiving <clears throat> just looking at the state of america and i'm, I'm trying to stay away from politics because i i think it's so divisive you know well everyone's throwing mud at each other and then trying to find commonalities here he has he has some you know no, nothing would shock someone like yourself, Lisa, who's obviously well-read and is in touch with what's going on, but um, he has just some vignettes. Highest rate of divorce in American history. This is, this is a freeze frame. Uh, this is Thanksgiving 2020. Um, the highest uh, quantity of prescription drugs ever dispensed in a single quarter for anxiety and depression and the, the most acute spiking of teenage suicides. So suffice to say, you know, uh, people not happy and people are, you know, really going through tough times. Two questions. What, why do you think most people, uh, it would seem that most people are, um, you know, really feel that there's a dark cloud over their heads. That's one. And number two, um, just on a personal level, I want to get a sense of life lessons that you've, that you've taken out of the pandemic and looking back at a very tough year and trying to find the silver lining. 
the question of why is is definitely there's a lot of deep root issues. I think often when we try to ask the why questions, people will respond with symptoms of the actual yeah. root problem. And if I were to conjecture what the root of it is, is um, people aren't anchored in their own values mm-hmm. in what they believe. Yep. And Alexander Hamilton said, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything. You'll well, fall anything, for anything, anything. Yep. anything. And yep. um, I, I picture like um, just, just like a, a seed, like floating in the wind or like blowing around no matter what the wind does that day. And you're completely ungrounded, completely unrooted. Um, And that's what happens when you watch the news, when you watch the stock market, when you pay attention to other people's reactions to you on social media, there are going to be so many ups and downs and uh, crises, like small fires. And all it will do is serve to spike your anxiety and depression and feel like the world is coming to an end. Um, I personally do not read the news and until around 10 p.m., I will check certain newsletters or people that or, or publications that I, I think have a good view. Um, but I'm very careful to um, select the inputs that come into my sure. brain space because I think yep. what, what's most important to me now is keeping the energy and the mind space and the thoughts and my voice pure um, so mm-hmm. that they really are my own being unaffected by the daily vicissitudes of life and um, yeah, choosing what I consume and that's playing a proactive yep. role and most people are reactive. So divorce, yep. they're, they're reactive to what their partner feels that day. And because they're ungrounded, they're going to react back and get more angry and more frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, anxiety, depression, you know, obviously there's so many things going on. And if you just allow those um, outlets and media to dictate you, of course, there's going to be higher depression, suicides. Um, So I think that there's a way to engage when the time is right and shed wisdom and shed truly thoughtful discussion. Um, But right now there's just a lot of noise um, that I don't personally feel compelled to participate in um so so yeah so i think that goes to you know some personal uh personal things for me are uh, i think as it lines to values figuring out the causes you Mm -hmm. actually care about like the causes that make you stir up like you can't care about everything um and like really have a vocal thing like i of course, care about, um, you know, female advancement, female empowerment, gender equity. That's probably one of my top issues that I care about. In addition to that, I do care about minorities. I do care about Black Lives Matter. You know, that I think for me, it's all about human rights and everyone getting a voice if they have something to say and feel passionate about something like freedom of speech is essential Um, and human rights to that that's a fundamental human right so you know for me that's really important but um you know there are so many other issues i just can't personally be a vocal spokesperson for every single issue in the world and i i do i know the um 
the answer to your question of lessons learned this past year in 2020. Yeah. The last thing I wrote in my journal before the new year was the most important lesson that I learned in 2020 was who the F I am. I remembered who I am and who I am is a powerful voice, woman, Mm -hmm. human being uh, who has so much to offer to the world. And it is my duty to show up as the biggest and fullest version of myself and to not allow the negative energy that I don't want in my life to affect me because I believe I have an opportunity yep. to make an incredible impact and to uplift others. So um, just Definitely. remembering that I'm the queen. <laughs> no, it's amazing. I don't know if ever, if, even, if anyone's ever pointed this out to you, but I, I'm um, always being a, I've embraced a lot of Viktor Frankl's writings and the, the, the concept of people can take away everything and anything except your dignity. And here's someone who, you know, survived the, 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 the Holocaust and, um, the essence of who he was was um, was not based on on anything, and as long as he maintained his dignity and had a purpose, you know there was reason to continue, and he survived. And so much of what you're saying, I think, is in parody with that. Yeah, and I think so many people feel like they're just barely surviving right now, and. Yep. If you really think about it, we're not in concentration camps. You know, we are living in exactly. uh, nice apartments and houses and we have running water and heat and yeah. social media and like iPhones. You know? And yeah, um, so if you really like yeah. step out and think um, just around gratitude, I've been thinking very recently about yep, yep. Um, life and death, right? Mortality and death is the, sure. the, the ultimate equalizer for everyone. Doesn't matter yep. how much money you make or anything else. Like everyone has the same destination and it's, sure. it, it's something that's very difficult, of course, for any human being to talk about because it's the one question we can never know the answer to really uh, like yeah. what happens. And, um, mm-hmm. the, a thought came over me the other day where I have been studying stoicism recently. So reading the works of Marcus yep. Aurelius, Seneca and Epictetus sure. and, um, the, like this idea of memento mori, which is, you know, always remembering death is around the corner, mm-hmm. which, which mm-hmm. ironically brings more life into you. It, it's more like urgency. Sure. Like I have such a such a blessing that I was born Uh out of, you know, and I've I've been given this tiny, tiny sliver of life in the billions of years this universe has been around. Um, What am I going to do with it? And um, the thought crossed my mind the other day where I was walking because, um, uh, you know, quite honestly, fear of death is something I struggled with. Every once in a while it crosses my mind. I'm like, as someone who's very cerebral, you know, cares a lot about my thoughts, the the idea of like not (laughs) having thoughts and being conscious is very scary to me. Um, But through practicing stoicism and realizing that actually it's just, it's, it's all part of nature. It's all part of the flow. Um, Mm -hmm. The, you know, things, things rise and then they fall and you're actually all connected to everyone. But um, for the first time in my life, I I had this feeling of, oh, I, I don't think I'm, I'm not afraid of death anymore. And um, it took a while to get there, but immediately after that, it's yeah. 
I am not afraid of death. Therefore, I am not afraid of anything. And anything. And that... It's amazing. A fundamental value of Stoicism is courage. It's courage, justice, Mm -hmm. uh, wisdom, and self-discipline. And I just felt so free. And I do feel, I feel incredibly free and incredibly powerful because there's just, Mm -hmm. there's really nothing to be afraid of if you have decided who you are and your purpose and you're just going to make the most of this really incredible adventure and gift that you've been given, which is Mm -hmm. your life. So I think we, uh, Lisa, as you speak, I realize there's there's no question you and I have um, a number of similarities. And when I, one of the reasons why I launched this podcast is speaking, you know, a lot on campuses and speaking uh, at various events. I just felt that there were literally millions of, and again, just for me, it just primarily was millennial folks that are, they don't, you know, living lives of quiet desperation didn't have the tools, as you said, reacting their entire sense of self was based on externalities and the concept of giving people tools and a GPS for life and taking my experiences, having represented, you know, a lot of professional athletes and famous people and the life lessons from them. When I, when I look at your sort of mission statement and the, the purpose to help other women turn their pain over to power, can you explain to our listeners a little bit more about what you mean by that? It, yeah, in terms of is specifically the female experience, I uh-huh. think it's undeniable that we live still in a patriarchal society where most yep. of our continuing norms are dictated by um, by men. Uh, you know, business, mm-hmm. the way we do business that's sure. highly competitive and aggressive is a masculine yep. trait. Um even yep. the way, you know, the way men and women interact, where we still prize the leader who is ruthless and aggressive. And like, that's the person yep. who get, ends up getting the bigger deal and the bigger salary. Mm-hmm. And as someone who, you know, if, if we're using the label masculine, feminine, because we, that's, sure. those are the labels we use to describe certain energies. Um, I am naturally, yep. I think I was naturally born more feminine. Um, Mm -hmm. in so much as I'm naturally nurturing and, um, soft-spoken and, uh, caring, collaborative, but the world Mm -hmm. turned me into a competitor, turned me into, um, someone who, Mm. who I think nurtured my masculine side really healthily. Um, but, but the, the pressures, even as a woman living in America, who's been successful, uh, you can't sure. deny that there's still uh, narratives that say, well, if you don't find a man and he doesn't give you a ring, like there's something missing. Yep. Um, and, yep. and it's still waiting passively for him to choose you. And I, I point to right. even for people who say, well, no, no, of course, like I have a female friend who's like this. Um, that's that's still an exception, not the norm. And when you even just look oh, at the way media is portrayed, um, like I, I think of Jennifer Aniston, who is super yeah. successful in her own right, but will forever be the woman that Brad Pitt left. And, oh, she must be so sad and so lonely. She's never had kids. She's not <laughs> married. And it's like, no, I think she might yeah. be living a pretty great life. But um, <laughs> that this like, oh, poor her, boo-hoo, this old yeah. woman who's just, you know, barren. Yeah. Um, I think we really need to change those narratives. But uh, sure. a lot of women have 
perhaps internalized those those narratives as their own to feel not enough, to feel unworthy, to create pain in themselves yeah. saying, what's wrong with me? And so mm -hmm. for me, it's taking some of those experiences that, um, you know, that are often traumatic as a result of living in a uh, very misogynistic culture and um, yep. turning those difficult stories in your mind into, oh, well, if I survive this and I actually grew from this, like this is my power. Like every single negative experience or difficult experience I've had is an opportunity for me to actually discover a superpower and within myself, just discover how much strength I actually have. And so now every time, you know, when I look at my past, I'm like, mm -hmm. as anyone, you know, I've had very, very, low moments and sure. like at the hands of other people. But I always say it's a two-way street. In some way you are complicit in allowing certain things to happen. Um, even mm -hmm. if, you know, like it feels like you weren't, there's some sort of divine thing that happened there. And it was someone testing yeah. you saying like, can you get stronger from this? And so even now yeah. I do this in real time where if I'm mm -hmm. putting myself out there or, you know, there's a possibility for rejection or failure or what have you. Um, yep. I tell myself that no matter what result happens, the yep. positive one that I desire or the negative one that I, you know, a part of me hope doesn't happen, that even yep. if the yep. latter happens, I'm actually excited for it because mm -hmm. I'm like, there's all, there's definitely a lesson here. So there's a part of me that's almost like, I hope I get rejected because that's, <laughs> that's actually going to be where I develop that strength because just, you know, hands Amazing down attitude. every single time um, I grow from it. Amazing attitude. So I want to be respectful of, of your time. And this is a question that I ask uh, every guest and I'm, um, I'm very, very interested to, uh, to hear your answer. So if we can, two quick questions, if we can, before the, the curtain comes down. Number one, picture the scene, Lisa. You are, it's your 99th year birthday, candles. Um, to your right is significant other. To your left is your family, close friends, boom microphone, video is sort of going around and, and people are saying a few things about you. What do you want them to be saying about the legacy of Lisa Common Wang? Wow. Mm. I mean... First thing is, I'm as I'm picturing this, I'm imagining mm -hmm. what is going through my mind first as sure. I would reflect on the past century of my life. Mm -hmm. um, yep. I want to, you know, I, I I am and want to continue being a leader in my life. Um, sure. And yep. that looks like, you know, by then I hope it's a world where there are so many abundant, powerful female leaders. Um, sure. Like, and and I think the reason for that is I do believe if more women are in power, that it will be a kinder, more nurturing, more collaborative world. Um, I agree. And so I want to look back and say, "Wow, I played a, I played a role in that." Like I played a That's significant amazing. role in that. And I changed a lot of lives on an individual level and at a macro level. Um, and so I guess to that end, I would want the people around me to feel like I made a significant impact in their individual lives, but also mm -hmm. to have them also see what I see, which was uh, like 
Lisa was a force. She changed sure. history. And yep. Yep. we're, yeah, I mean, I think that's it. So I'll say this just in, in, in as we wrap up. I think that it's so refreshing, Lisa, and you know, I've had a lot of you know, pretty high-profile folks on, on, on this point. It's so refreshing to speak to someone um, who has a strong sense of identity, which is not um, – it doesn't compare herself to I'm like somebody. Number two, who's proactive, not reactive. Uh, and number three, who's genuinely – I pick up your whole energy is generally – genuinely a benevolent and altruistic and wanting to empower people um, and wanting to, um, you know, make the playing field more egalitarian. Um, so I, I want to wish you continued success. I have no doubt that in the journey of life, our paths will, will cross again. I appreciate your time. And if folks want to um, see your website and stuff like that, can you just quickly just yell out your URL and, and good stuff like that? Sure. You can find me on all social channels at Lisa Carmen Wang. And my website is lisawang.co, which is .co. And um, people can contact me for coaching or speaking or anything like that, or if they just have some awesome. thoughts that they want to share. Lisa, thanks for your time and continue to uh, turn uh, pain over to power. You're a good person. Thank you. Thank you.